but I guess, I mean, I guess congratulations are kind of in order to, to kind of start. It's not every day your, uh, your face is on the, on the cover of a magazine. Rolling Stone. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I Thanks, say, man. Yeah, really kind of you to say that we're, uh, we're excited. Um, it, it, it lines up with what we are you know, really trying to accomplish in the industry, in, in our community. And it, it was a, it was a good article. It was fun to do. It was fun to photograph and, our team's really thrilled, which is the best part. Yeah, well, that's, I think, important um, from a morale standpoint, right? Because there's, you know, you guys are out there hamming it up quite often and, and you're so good at being the face of, of kind of the brand. But the people behind the scenes, like, does it feel like it's their moment? Like, is it, did it kind in, of recharge? In some ways, yes. I think that we don't go in like deep troughs, like where, where they absolutely need that. But we did notice a little pep in the step and, you know, it's like Zach and I get up and we, we, we talk to the team all the time about where we're heading, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and that they're they're part of something bigger than themselves. But it's another thing to actually see it from something outside of us. You know, and we can talk, we can talk all day, but also um, the the photo is of them, which is great. Like the middle cover story is our entire team. Like Matt and I actually are almost placed in the fold, which is perfect. It really is about them and. A couple of them walked home with the magazine. A lot of them got excited about it. And kudos to Rough Notes for doing the job that we wanted. Like we specifically asked for a team photo, and they gave it to us in the best way. I, it was it was really well done. It's 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 something. So if I've, what I find interesting about that, and I don't know if you guys have any insight on it, but like one like actually holding something that like somebody took the time to print, like that still is a little bit more of a big deal. You know, we, you know, you guys are big on, on, you know, online and social. We're obviously like, that's all we're, you know, it, but what is it about just holding something physically and then allowing that to kind of transfer over to not like, not like, not that the team needed a morale boost, but just, again, just, just seeing that hard work and just having that sort of appreciation validated that way. Yeah. I mean, well, one thing is like, we're, you know, as no matter what we do, what we accomplish, what we say, we're still only less than a decade old. I mean, we're pretty new. We're pretty, pretty young as a company. And so I think there's a credibility component to it being that they're 140 years old and that it's a physical kind of classic showcase of credibility and success to be on, you know, on the cover of a magazine like that. And so a physical piece like that really is helpful and kind of gives us a little bit of a little bit more credibility for the team. You know, it's, it's interesting in, in the, the print versus social media versus online and all that other jazz. We we see this all the time, but Matt and I say this everywhere we go. The answer is always both. So should you be in print? Sure. Um, should you be in social media? Absolutely. And being recognized in both sides is very nice. Seeing a, a magazine cover, it, it could have been a newspaper cover. It doesn't matter. Just being in print it was a nice switch up. It's certainly not an avenue that we are going to delve into. It, we don't do any kind of print advertising, but it was nice for print recognition. Sometimes I just like to take photos of Zach, print them, and have him sign them. And I just keep them in my upper drawer as a, like a reminder how special he is. Just a nice like black and white headshot situation? Oh, full body. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Content. Are we on the air yet? Content. <laughs> Maddie is always delivering content. Uh, yeah, we're rolling. We're a lot better always on video when you can edit. I-, I was kidding. I know we are. Um, Authenticity, baby. 
Well, I mean, you, the, the, you know, the passion's real. I mean, it's just, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna overflow at some point. So you might as well get it out early and often, I say. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what's been going on with you guys? I mean, I know a little bit of the story. I don't, I mean, you guys kind of, again, started from nothing sounds a little destitute, but I mean, you know, from the insurance world, you guys really have connections to the industry, if I'm correct. But I mean, what, what did that, you know, look like initially when it's like, hey, we're going to maybe try and do this thing? Yeah, I think it helped us a ton uh, that we didn't have any experience in the insurance industry because we didn't know how things were done. And so we just kind of, all we knew is at the beginning was to rely on ourselves and create referrals, create relationships to drive in business. And that was our only focus. It was really the only thing we were really good at. And for the first couple of years, it's all Zach and I did. And, and that was the main driver of growth in the early years, but then also it allowed us to like a blueprint of success of, for the next eight, seven years, we just kind of repeated. Yeah, we look at it, Joey, a lot as it's not necessarily learning from your industry. It's more learning from where you want to be, like where you want to go. And if we wanted to be the best local insurance agent, well, shame on us. We should have reached out to a lot of people very early and often. But that's not really who we wanted to be when we first started, nor is it now. So reaching out to them and learning and understanding from our peers in our industry wasn't a big value proposition. Matt and I in the beginning really wanted to know how to sell better. It wasn't really so much about owning a business. It was more getting business. And now that we're almost nine years in, the last couple of years, four or five years, has really been like, how do we be better entrepreneurs, managers, leaders, business owners, whatever um, phrase you want to say. And we reach out and listen to those people. If they're in insurance, amazing. That's great. There's a lot of people to learn from. If they're outside of insurance, same emotion. That's amazing. That's great. Tell me more. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you do it. Was that focus? Uh, and this is kind of the thing that I, the pattern that I've seen a lot with agents that are, are finding kind of success. I don't want to say today, but it's, was it intentional to just say this? And this is the thing that we're good at. And we're just going to do it. Or did you just not know any better? And it just, again, you only went with the thing that kind of felt instinctual to you. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, our background was sales. That's where we started. We started selling for Liberty Mutual right out, right out of college. And so that was what we knew. Uh, but when we started that, yeah, I mean, when we first started, that's all we did. We just networked and sold and created relationships, drove in. We knew the sales process like the back of our hand. So we had a few more products than we did before. We did a better job. Um, but we always evaluated where we were and where we wanted to get to. And so a lot of those conversations between Zach and I late late at night after a long day of, of sales was, wasn't like, how do we sell more tomorrow? It was like, are we getting the right business in the door? Are we, are we, are we spreading ourselves too thin? How do we brand? Like we had those kind of questions from day one and you know, year two, we really started answering those questions and making big decisions. Like we aren't going to actually be a generalist. We're not going to be the best solution for everyone. We're going to stop telling people that we can ensure every commercial risk under the sun. Uh, and, and that, that, that allowed us to kind of mature and grow, grow vertically a lot easier. That's another thing that I, I think a lot of agencies struggle with, uh, you know, just in your time, again, in the independent world and, and the people that, you know, we all, always kind of, we're, all, we're both connected with, um, you know, how, how tough of it, like, wh what is that like to say, listen, this is who we are and this is who we're going to be? Uh, it probably didn't always work out. So how long did it, did it take before you kind of felt validated in that approach? Well, it's interesting that you say that <clears throat> because if you tried someone else's theory, 
and it didn't work out, your natural course of action is to blame the other person's strategy. Whereas if you take your own strategy and it doesn't work out, well, you just look internally, blame yourself, pick yourself up, brush, dust off the dirt and move on. Matt and I have so many ideas that lie in trash bins and we're happy we tried them, we move on. Now we have a great network of other entrepreneurs with a lot of frameworks and successes, but it's similar to reading a book, Joey. I mean, I know when I read a book, I get like two to three points and I move on. I don't read the book verbatim and do exactly physically everything it says, unless it's a total game changer. I'm not going to switch my entire strategy based on somebody else's model, but there are always tools yeah. and tri- tips. Too many independent agents out there will look at us and it just as an example, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to buy bobbleheads from all my partners and they do it. <laughs> Heaven forbid it works. They have, they have no system or process behind what it means. A bobblehead is just a, a shtick. It doesn't matter. It's more what you do with it. And that's where Matt and I are always love testing and trying things. Yeah, and Joey, like for those of you know, people who might not know, like our, our niche is, is the home buyer. So when people are purchasing real estate, their lender, their realtor, their attorney refers them to us. And so to answer your question in a different way, you know, we knew pretty early that it was working because we'd have conversations with new lenders who didn't know who we were and we'd ask them specific questions and they reply with, you're the only ones doing this. You, my insurance guy, I haven't talked to in years. Uh, he never does anything for me. He never asked yeah. me questions. I don't, I don't remember the last time I saw him or I insured with his father. And so I just continue to insure with them. Can you look at my stuff? And we quickly, in like weeks, I'm not talking like months or years or weeks, we realized, wow, this isn't being done. This is a market that we can continue to capitalize on and grow. And we just kept doing it. So it was like pretty, pretty responsive. But, you know, one of the challenges is a lot of agents, not just insurance agents, but like salespeople, business development people, they kind of, they're nervous about the failure. They're nervous about the no. And so they don't really put themselves out there too much and they just kind of create excuses for why they shouldn't be running in one direction. You know, Matt and I get the same question. We get a lot of questions from independent agents every single week. And we always take the phone call. We always answer the DM. We always answer the email. We always make sure we're invested because this is our community and we need everybody to grow. But two questions we can't stand that we get every week, Joey, is one, where do you buy the bobbleheads? Number two, Number two, can we use the bobbleheads? Both of those questions are ridiculous. Number one, go on Google, search. We're on our seventh bobblehead company. We don't have the answer for you. And number two, of course, it's a marketing ploy. It is not our, if there was a trademark after bobblehead, then call us. Like it's a marketing shtick. If you use exactly, if you use exactly how we did it, yeah, maybe we'd have a problem. If you literally like did it, but I, nobody would really know that they wouldn't put in the time and effort. So the answer to both those questions is yes and yes, yes, you can use what we're doing, and yes, go ahead and try the bobblehead campaign. I hope it works. Yeah, the other one that it's it's very similar to that. The other one that I I hear all the time is, aren't you afraid that somebody's going to steal insert thing, right? That if you tell them like they're going to you know copy what you're doing, and you know you, you guys have got the bobblehead thing down, you're already thinking about what's after, what's next, what's behind it, what's to the side of it. And 
if somebody is just trying to catch up to where you are, you're not really concerned, nor do you necessarily care because you're, you're, like you said, you're focused on, on that next thing. You have, you have a full plan. They just have an idea that they think they can just plug in and it's going to change their world. Yeah, no, forced the great, well said, we're four steps ahead, two years ahead and two years ahead and just like discussing ideas and kind of t- making traction on, in one direction or another. But we're also focused on ideas that are creative and innovative and things that are unique. So you can use all of our stuff. That's why we give it all out there. That's why we put it all out there. It's like, if it works for you, fantastic. If you're in Utah and it works really well for you, fantastic. It doesn't hurt us in any way. It helps you. Yeah. Might be the first person in Utah to do it, so why not? But it's not going to last for too long. And ours, like, we're going to continue to make bobbleheads, but it's not like our driver of business. No, it doesn't. And also, it's it's really interesting. We live in we're in an industry that's it's it's strange because I don't think orange juice companies are going to Tropicana and saying, "Do you mind if we are in convenience stores?" Like, no. It's a tried and true, good idea. Go for it. Like bobbleheads are, are we think are a good idea. Go for it. Please advance. Um, go ahead. Well, you said, you know, when you read a book or something, you take, you know, one idea or two ideas and not like the whole thing. And people are so consumed with the whole thing. And it's like, listen, just take the one thing that you can kind of stitch into, just weave into, pour the salt on top, if you will, to season what you're doing um, versus just trying to build out the whole thing. Um, what, have you seen anything? This is an interesting question. Have you seen anything that is iterative of what you guys have done that like, oh, man, that's really cool. Uh, what's something that you've kind of pulled from that said, like, I think we could mm-hmm. add to this and this is how you've implemented it into like to the machine. Mm-hmm. You mean in the insurance industry channel or like an idea we got from a book? Or just in, just in general, like bringing that thing back in mm-hmm. and then seeing like mapping that that idea, that thought, that one thing and, and, and then overlaying it into what you know is kind of already in place. Yeah. I mean, we listened to Billy Williams speak, Matt, if you want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we. Yeah, you could touch on Billy because that's a really good point to bring yeah. up within the industry. I mm-hmm. think you know, outside the industry, we're constantly talking to our network, which is lenders, realtors, attorneys. And we've gotten a lot of really interesting tools and processes and methods from lenders that are really highly successful. They're at the top 1%, top 0.1%, whether it be voicemail uh, drop tools, whether it be um, you know, text message services, whether it be, you know, anything is things that we can actually like take and adopt and put into our process that helps speed things up internally. But we let, we learn a lot of stuff from realtors and lenders because they, they have a different mindset, Joey. They like tomorrow is not given to them. And unfortunately in our industry, tomorrow is somewhat guaranteed for a lot of agencies that are at a certain critical mass. And, that challenges and stunts growth and creativity. Whereas like realtors and lenders, yeah, they make huge margins on their sales, but nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow they have to, they're only going to eat what they kill. And so they're constantly, constantly pushing, especially the top producers. The top producers are the ones being the most creative because they need to continue to grow. And so we get a lot of, a lot of really good information from them. You mean uh, the realtors aren't waiting for that person to buy the next house? That's just, that's not a good strategy. <laughs> Some of them are. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, Specific tangible things. I mean, we read personal development books like motivational, entrepreneurial, leadership management books all the time. I mean, I did a did a post yesterday on Facebook looking for podcasts, and it was grateful that a lot of people were, replied with those. And I'm going to listen to all of them, literally everyone, and try to gain some stuff from it and gain some value. But specific to in our insurance, not necessarily our daily mindset or daily activities. 
And Billy Williams pulled Matt and I for a conversation, pulled us aside for a conversation, and we were grateful for that. And again, Billy has a very specific system that works tremendous for him, his character, his personality, his geography, uh, the finances he puts into it is tried and true and, and borderline perfect. That doesn't mean Matt and I need to apply it. We need to listen to it, respect it, understand it, and then come back to our agency and say, what's feasible? Heaven forbid we came back and we're like, all right, this is exactly what we're doing. And then we overhauled everything. Our team would be like, oh, great. Another person Matt and Zach listened to, and now we got to change everything. Like, no, you need to stick to your model, stick to your path, have a 10-year goal. If the idea fits in your 10-year goal, try it. Would you would you maybe consider that like a kind of a, a primary characteristic of leadership is the the filtration of ideas to to properly fit uh, where the company needs to go? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the effective leaders are are gonna are gonna create the vision for where the company is gonna go. They're going to then enlist and and get everyone excited and on board for that vision, which requires cascading it effectively, repeatedly, over and over again. They're going to empower those people to to do their own job and create autonomy for them. And then they're going to hold them accountable to make sure that we're on track and that we're continuing looking at where we are and where we're headed and, and check in and make sure that we're, we're making the moves we have to do in the short term and get there in the long term. What does that look like at GNN? I mean, because you guys have, again, in the insurance agency world, you know, like you said, just nine years in. And now I think by at least your websites count like up to like 32 some people. Uh, in the agency, like what what does that look like, and, and what what have you had to kind of really, you know, what are some hard lessons, and how have you put that team in place, and, and how has it, you know, yeah. impacted? So it? it's actually it's actually a big magic trick. Zach and I are the only ones working here. We just got a lot of photos offline, uh, but it's working. No, um, like Joey, I can use like a little like one of those like ha 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 in the middle. I well, I'm not a very loud laugher, I, so we, I, we, I do it. No, hey, we um, to kind of rephrase your question. You had said, "What would what did you guys? What kind of attributes to your success with growth?" Is that what you're saying? Or, I mean, just like I mean, like just I know agencies that have been in business twenty nine years that haven't figured out a way to you know bring in new talent, infuse it, get it excited, get yeah. it, you know, get them excited about the vision, about where the where the agency's going. Um, and again, just what does that look like bringing in that, those, those bodies and, and keeping everybody engaged? I mean, you, you do a great job highlighting that on social media and everything of, of what's going on in the office. And, uh, but, but what is that, what is that process like? Because that, I feel like that is something we struggle with just as an industry to, to understand the people that we bring in and what they ultimately want and, and, and not necessarily creating an environment that might be expected, you know, in a modern kind of. Yeah. Work. Well, I think the first three or four years, Joey, Zach and I hit ceilings, capacity ceilings, because there were only so many hours in the day. And no matter how good we were, at what we did, we couldn't break through certain ceilings, couldn't break through the challenges and bottlenecks we had. And what's really allowed us to catapult forward and continue to grow at a 30, 40% clip year over year, not killing ourselves in just total hours, just, you know, doing all the ins and outs of the business is a system. Our foundation is really strong and it's a critical, like pivotal piece to our continued growth. We wouldn't be able to do as much as we do online. We wouldn't be able to spend as much time with our relationships, build our team, hire the right way. If we didn't have a very strong foundation, 
run on a very well, well-tuned, well-oiled machine. And so our system that we operate off of, our macro level system, is probably like the most important thing that allows us to move forward as a business and grow and not just be sales, like a small sales organization. So what is that system? If you, if you had to break down some of the more key components of that system, what would that look like? Yeah, so we, we, we work off about 24 different tools and each tool is designed to help you deal with a specific problem at the agency or a specific opportunity at the agency. And so you're looking, talking about written processes in every single department, A to Z, written checklist format and used as tools to monitor and enhance behavior talking about accountability and organizational charts to identify who's responsible for what and make sure that the to-dos are assigned to the right people and you, you have a system in place to check on them weekly. Talking about weekly structured meetings that are designed specifically to handle weekly issues so that they're not just hitting you left and right all day like chaos. You actually have a team that's working on the problems on a weekly basis. So it's like structural foundational tools that the company runs off of. It's not a software program or it's not, it's more about how you run your business, what you do on a weekly basis, um, the core values that you set and how you re- reinforce the core values. And then like how you establish your vision and, and how you track the traction to get there. Um, we have this entire system fully designed to allow us to stay on track to that vision. And without it, we wouldn't be able to. Without, we, would, we would have hit too many ceilings and just probably given up. One of the ceilings that you, I think, found a way to, to break through in a, in a big way. And I think... I'd be curious to hear some of the things you heard kind of behind the scenes. Um, but when you brought on, you say, hey, we're going to, we're going to bring in a guy full time and we're going to film just a ton of stuff. Uh, again, getting back a ton of time. Um, what has that been like, you know, with, with the, the Bob Amon and the video and how has that, you know, been able to, you know, kind of scale that those relationships and things like that. Cause that's, I think, you know, I, I remember when you guys announced it, I was like, Oh wow, they're just, they're going after it. And I'm just curious what was, what was, you know, what did you hear from other people and how, how satisfying might be a strong word, but how, how do you feel now given, you know, I think we're what, maybe a year, year and a half? Or yeah. Great question, Joey. It's, what do we hear from a lot of people? We didn't listen because we knew it was the right idea for where we were going. We knew that what we're doing, <clears throat> first of all, going one step back, we didn't speak for like five and a half, six years. We just put our heads down and worked our faces off. So at, when we were ready to film, we were actually had time to speak. We weren't taking away from other activities. We have managers and tools and systems that match just referenced in place. So going back around, it's not a good idea if people are listening to this just to go hire a videographer and film shit. If you don't have time to actually have other people who you trust and have and have a, they have accountability to what they're doing, you can't get this done. We had the system in place and we had we were doing a lot of things that we thought could help other independent agents out. That's part one. Part two was to show our referral partners and highlight our referral partners, highlight our relationship, highlight what we do in the real estate community, and both sides worked at the same time. That was the key. We film almost everything. We try to film the whole day, and it a little bit is like a Gary Vee mentality in that we just kind of film everything, and we get a lot of clips off it. We don't film everything to show on Babylon. We film it because it's clips on clips on clips on clips on clips, and then we don't have to film a specific clip because it's already been filmed. I mean, it's such, it's such an efficiency thing, right? Because um, I think a lot of people struggle with, well, what do I say? What do I do? And, and I think you guys realize that that's happening every day, all day. And 
and you're going to capture probably a better take of that than if you tried to sit down and enforce it. Did you find that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we, if one day Zach and I were like, okay, this film segment, we are going to talk about how to cook. Let's Google how to cook really, really like gourmet feast and kind of give them step-by-step process to get there. We wouldn't have no idea. We wouldn't really understand what it, what it means to be a really good chef and, and the time and years it takes to be proficient at that. And people would see that, you know, they, they would feel that they would see it. They would sense it. It'd be inauthentic and disingenuous. And so we, we don't go that route. We just focus on what we know. We focus on what we know works. We focus on being vulnerable, open, as authentic as possible because it's relatable. Now, we haven't even had a chance to touch on this yet, but we've talked a little bit about, you know, something that has kind of gotten you guys to this point and, and the, the kind of the atmosphere and the culture that you've been able to kind of create at GNN. You guys are going to be speaking at Elevate, which is awesome. You're coming back. Uh, happy to have you. Um, and you guys, I think you're going to be going over some hiring stuff. Like, what, what, is, what is that going to look like? Like, what do you what do you want every agent to know about what you've learned and building those teams and, and, and those systems and how, how to, how they can kind of take that one or two things in, back into their agency. Yeah. What Matt and I are really going to try to focus on is, is tangible tips, not necessarily the, the promised land. I think too often this topic is discussed and then all of a sudden it's, it's a highlight show on where we are and you walk away being like, I have no idea how to get there. We'd rather spend time on the process and how we build culture and why hiring is not an issue for us than go over the promised land about being a Boston Business Journal best place to work and all the other jazz. If we give a talk that insurance agents can have tangible steps to, in us it's a win. It's in, and we're going to give that talk and we're going to make sure that there are steps people can make after our talk. So don't miss it. <laughs> Joey, yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, we, we talk about culture all the time, and it was one of the common questions, you know, some most common questions we'll hear from agents is, you know, talk to me about a sales-related sales issue or a business development-related issue, growth issue, maybe a process discussion, and then there's culture. Like, everyone knows how important culture is, but there's really not a lot of educational tools out there and step-by-step kind of guides of how to actually create the culture you want and the outcomes of that. So... People and culture are synonyms, and that's why it's so vital to not just declare what your values are, but then also live by them and exercise them as leaders and hire the right people that share those. And so we're going to go through kind of how to do that. Joey, have you ever seen uh, the Michael Scott episode where he declares bankruptcy in The Office? So... I, I, first, I want to thank you, Zach, for for about what you're about to do and outing outing me publicly is not being a fan of The Office. Oh no! Uh, well, anyways, Joey. Hey, that elevate speech. Uh, I, I think I'm getting sick. Yeah. So, Sorry. short summary, and uh, so 100% of your listeners will know this, and zero percent of the hosts will know this, apparently. But Michael Scott comes out in the middle of The Office, and he says, "I declare bankruptcy," and he screams it out loud. And someone looks at Michael Scott and is like you know that's not how you actually declare bankruptcy. Like, and he's, It's a joke. It's, it's a funny script. But a lot of times insurance agent owners and businesses all across the country declare their core values, but then like Matt said, don't live by them and actually don't hire by them. Don't promote by them. Don't discipline by them. 
and they just say it one time, put it on the wall, and they're like, all right, we got core values. Our core values are hustle. Our core values are teamwork. And, and then their team just looks at that poster and says, whatever. Where our core values, and we're going to go over this in Elevate speech, like we didn't pick our core values. Matt and I had zero to do with the core values. Core values, we'll go through the system and how you pick core values, but our core values are a reflection of our best people on our team. And now you can't be on our team if you don't reflect the core values. That way we have no cancers on the team. The, the, the magic is that they're not, they're not just words on the wall, as Zach said, that are pay for play. They're tools that our company uses to not just evaluate who comes in the door, but also who gets hired, who gets promoted, who gets disciplined, and who leaves the company. Uh, it's a really effective tool that we use. And so it's not just for, it's just not just for brand and just throwing it up on the wall. If you could, if you could have everybody at home, like for everybody that shows up at, at, at Elevate for your session, if, if, if you could toss out like one thing, like a prerequisite, like for somebody to, to come primed and ready, like what's that, what's that homework assignment that they should be prepared to put them in the best spot to maybe have a little edge on everybody else? that didn't listen to this podcast because what are they doing with their life? Yeah. we might have two different, two different answers here. I'll give you two, you know, my feedback would be before going to any of these conferences, you establish what a win looks like to you. Like, what do you want to walk away with? I think when you come with just like a complete open blank slate, you're going to get inundated with so much information. You'll walk away and not start anything. So going to a conference like this and understanding what do I want to try to get out of this is it growth? Is it structure? Is it process, culture? What, what is it that I'm trying to get out of it? Am I walking away with one tool I'm going to implement? It's just going to better prepare people to get an experience that is actually going to be tangible when they leave. Yeah, it's, it's well said. What, what I do, Joey, on conferences that we attend is I take a look at the speakers and I take a look at their website. I take a look at their bios and I understand, like, am I going towards that direction? Is that where I want to be? And if I want to, I better emulate what they're doing and I better listen to what they're doing. I better watch how they dress. I better like everything, Joey, everything. Now, I'm not going to necessarily take everything, but like Matt said, I want to be inquisitive on everything. Now, if there's a speaker that runs their insurance agency polar opposite than Matt and I, maybe they focus only on retention, not on growth. There's, there's some amazing agencies out there that focus on BORs only. That's a really good example for us because we don't do almost any of those. If that BOR speaker is giving an amazing talk on culture, I'm actually probably not going to be in attendance. I, I don't necessarily need to know. And that's my own, that's my problem. I'm not saying that every single person should do exactly what I'm doing. But for me, like Matt said, I have an information problem. I take too much in. I'd rather just purposely remove myself from that conversation. So for the people attending Elevate, if people are interested in growth, if they're interested in enthusiasm and passion, and I know that sounds pay for play, but it's not. If they're interested in creating a culture that reflects the entrepreneurship journey they want to be on, come to our speech. Like that's the kind of, that's what we're bringing to the table. And if you come to our speech, we want you to be engaged and, and we want you to follow up with us and ask questions. We don't want you to listen. That's a fail for us. And our, and our intention too, Joey, is to make sure that, you know, not, not, you're not just getting value when you're watching us give a speech because that's a short clip. It's 30 minutes. It's 45 minutes. It's an hour. It's a really short amount of time. That's 45 to, minutes of your life. <laughs> to jam pack a lot of information. In. 
So our, our intention is always for moving forward with any of these speeches that we do or any kind of topics we're talking about is to come with a preloaded deliverable, something that we can not only talk about, but then also send to all the participants so they walk away with value and they know they can keep that keep hold to that and like read it, watch it, listen to it for the next X number of months if they need to re- refreshers. My favorite thing about you guys is that uh, your ability to both switch dynamically on and off of who's the hype man at what time. And you never overlap. It's always very coordinated. I, I think it's like kind it's, of, it's very, it's like it's a fine Spanish dance. You know, you, you're like, you're so impressed with the dancing moves, but you're not sure how they do it together. How many Spanish dances have you watched? I've never watched Spanish yeah. dance, but I can imagine. Could you imagine how, how nice it would be? It's not coordinated. I was, I was going to go figure skating, but Spanish dancing works for me. So we know bobbleheads work. We've established that. We've established that other agents, really, they don't want to sell insurance. They want to know where to buy bobbleheads. Um, <laughs> but what is what is the next thing uh, for you guys? Like, what is that thing that is sitting in the back of your head thinking, nah, this is about as crazy as giving away bobbleheads? I mean, uh, is there like, hey, we're just going to hire a character artist that might be a little cheaper now, just so we'll have the thing drawn? Uh, what is the next thing for you guys? No, I, we're, we're continuing the journey internally with just doing more of what works. You know, I think that it's a common question we've gotten a lot lately is like, what's the next stick? What's the next, you know, big move when it comes to, you know, your internal growth? And frankly, it's just more of what works. If we if we can continue to compound what's been, what's been working for so many years, it's just going to continue to grow. But what we have realized is that from two years of coaching calls from just hundreds and hundreds of agents, we're hearing a lot of the same pain points and we're not seeing the traction that we love to see people make. And we have a lot of invested education in ourselves over the last couple of years. So we do expect to provide more and more value to the insurance community because there's a lot of need out there and what's worked for us will work for others. And so we're excited about that being a component of the future because we get a lot of satisfaction and fulfillment from investing in other agents, whether it's a 30 minute call, a two hour session, someone traveling from Florida up to spend the day with us, like all of it, it really provides a lot of fulfillment. At the end of the day, Zach and I are just, you know, ear to ear smiles. So we definitely expect more of that. What we can promise you and everybody else is we're gonna continue to test everything that fits in our niche. If it's outside of our bullseye, we're just going to kind of just be the biggest supporters of you and say, keep doing what you're doing. And we're going to continue to have great conversations with other influencers, as well as just really rising stars or people who are already successful in the insurance community. We're gaining some really deep friendships with people who are, man, they're taking big chances. They're they're growing and we're, we're getting a lot of inspiration, but the big promise Matt and I can have to the community as well as anybody else out there is the only people that we are competing with is ourselves. We're cheering everybody else on and we're not looking at financials. We're not looking at policy count. We're not looking at retention of anybody else. We're just competing tremendously hard with ourselves to be better every single day. And we just hope that all of you are doing the same thing.